Thank you for checking out this episode of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. You can find the podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you just leave four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can follow me on social media over at pjordansec. You can email me at sportstalkfieldjordan at gmail.com. Welcome to Wiregrass Daily News Sports. This is your daily look at sports in the Wiregrass and the Southeast. Dothan Wolves on 96.9, the legend producer, Philip Jordan, breaks the news, covers the games, and talks to experts in the Wiregrass and Southeast. And now, Philip Jordan. All right, welcome in to another Football Friday. I'm your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer of Dothan Wolves Football on 96.9. The legend and joining me as he does every Friday is Matt Lowe. You can check him out over at Field Level Media. All the stuff he does, Falcons, the Auburn Tigers, Georgia Bulldogs. He got some basketball stuff up as well. But Matt, we're going into week 11 in the college football. Uh, we talked off air how it is flying by. We're getting close to the end. And uh, we got some big games uh, to talk about today. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are around this time, all they want to talk about is the college football playoff rankings, which drives me nuts because it doesn't matter right now. We got, there's still plenty of big time football left to be played. It'll all work itself out. Uh, so a lot, I mean, big games this weekend, you know, could affect things. So I just think when, you know, that's a, it's a ratings thing for, and you know, something people talk about, but it's just, to me, I think people dive into it too much too early. You know, really looking at it, we haven't had one of those Saturdays yet this year where everything kind of gets turned upside down. We usually have one of those, one or two, every year. It doesn't really like we've had one this year yet. No, and and it, it'll happen, probably. It might happen this weekend. Never know, you know. But uh, there's always a game. There's always a team that's up at the top that will lose a game that you don't expect them to lose. It, it just seems like it has happened that way the last couple of years. Yes, I mean, like Oklahoma losing to Kansas. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, which Kansas is Kansas is a pretty respectable team, but you just wouldn't think they would have lost that game. Yeah, you wouldn't have. And, uh, and of course, which we look at Big Ten, Texas, you know, now they, they're jumping at the top in Oklahoma State. Uh, that's another team over there in that conference. And Quinn Ewers is back for Texas this week. So uh, I think they believe, I believe they're playing TCU this week. And then, you know, most of the games we're going to look at are. SEC, Southeast related, but I could not go without talking about this Michigan-Penn State game, which Michigan is in the news for different reasons. Uh, I think some people may, may not even realize they have a football game uh, this Saturday, a big one too, because all the Jim Harbaugh stuff going around and looks like, I mean, we keep seeing news reports that there could be some action from the Big Ten coming against Michigan. Like, you know, We'll wait and see what happens there, but number three, Michigan, they're undefeated. We'll play in number 10, Penn State. Uh, they have one loss, which was to Ohio State. That's an 11 o'clock kickoff on Fox. Michigan's only four-and-a-half-point favorite here. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. Most people probably believe this is going to be a lower-scoring defensive game. This is the first real test for Michigan, and I think that's probably – even though it doesn't matter with the playoff, that's probably the reason why they're not one or two because of their schedule. Sure. I mean, who have they beaten as any good? We don't really know. We 
we think Michigan is really good, but we don't know. Now, Penn State's a team that lost a few weeks ago to Ohio State, which I think Drew Aller, part of that was he just struggled with accuracy in that one. But this is a big one. Uh, this, Like I said, this is where we find out how good Michigan really is. I totally agree. And, you know, it's just tough to say what's going to, you know, if there's going to be a, you know, if the team's going to be distracted with all this, the noise from the outside about the Harbaugh deal. But I just want to say this real quick about the Harbaugh thing. And, you know, college football is a total mess right now. You got paying players, NIL, and now with this stuff with, with, uh, with Harbaugh. But it's like, okay, we want to have all these non-rules with everything, but then when somebody does something wrong, we want to automatically penalize them. I mean, it, it's like the Wild Wild West. I mean, it, there's no boundaries of anything anymore. And look, man, people have stole signs forever. I think teams hire people to watch people's signs in the booth. So, it, I mean, it's a bit if it, it if it was an operation, uh, it's one thing. But I mean, look, man, you're, you're paying players under the table. You're, you're doing this with scholarship. There's no limitations on anything anymore. You know, I just I don't get it. I mean, there's got to be some some order to college football or I honestly think it's it's, it could damage the sport moving forward with all this stuff that we got going on with it. And and it's just not it just doesn't seem like it's pure anymore. It's all about money. It's all about who guys the most money. It's all about making the most money. Uh, But getting to the game, I mean, I think all are playing against Ohio State's defense probably is going to help him in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, like you said, I mean, Michigan hadn't really played anybody. I mean, J.J. McCarthy's a really good player. Blake Corum's a good player at running back. Uh, they, they didn't look very good against Purdue last week. Uh, so I I like Catron Allen and Singleton, you know, running the ball for Penn State. I like Penn State to go in there and pull the upset. I really do. I think I think it'll be a low scoring game, but I, I'm I'm looking like 27, 24, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when they played Ohio State, they went to Ohio State. Penn State yes. did. So this is in Happy Valley, which is not at night, but it's you know they're at home in this one, and everything going on. And you know, last year Michigan ran it down their throat. Michigan ran for 418 yards and four touchdowns with Blake Corum. And company over there at running back last year. Now he now he's really good, like you said. But if you can, if they can take that away, which Penn State this year teams are only averaging sixty yards per game on the ground against them. So that that's a big thing here. So if you're Penn State, if you can take that away, that's going to be also a big thing too. Because then you put all the pressure on JJ McCarthy. Well, let's find out what kind of quarterback he is now this year when you take away that run game. And, you know, and with everything going on, if the Jim Harbaugh stuff wasn't going on. I would probably pick Michigan, but we know players are seeing this stuff. They're getting asked about it. They're getting asked about Penn State. You know, Penn State's kind of flying under radar in this game. I'm actually going. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the upset too on this one. I'm going to go with Penn State too. I think they're going to pull off this upset, and that's one of them games like we talk about that could shake things up with the rankings and the college football playoff because. You know, what happens now with Michigan? Now you have to go and beat Ohio State. Can a one-loss get in if you did beat Ohio State? So that that creates a lot of questions because you've got the ACC with undefeated team right now, Florida State, the SEC with Georgia. You've got the Pac-12 and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting if uh, Penn State does pull this upset off. Yeah, and the Nittany Lions are first in the country in run defense. 
Mm. So, like you said, with Corm and JJ McCarthy's a good runner too. So you gotta yeah. gotta spy him and don't let him run wild either. But I, I, I like the Nittany Lions here in this game. All right, now we're gonna stay at the eleven o'clock time slot. Number eight, Alabama, eight and one. They're trying to climb up the rankings and you know get back into the playoff. They will be at Kentucky, who is six and three. Uh, they beat Mississippi State this past week. 11 a.m. on ESPN, Alabama's 11-point favorite. The over-under is 47-and-a-half. Now, I, I want to know something, Matt. How many times are we going to hear Saturday that Bear Bryant has coached for both these teams? A lot, probably. <laughs> if anyone out there – I'm not. If anyone is out there that partakes in drinking games or anything like that, this would not be the one to do because I have a feeling like you would be done after the first quarter. So do not uh, do partake in that kind of game with this one. I, I look at this one too. For Kentucky, it's big to start fast because Alabama has had some slow starts in some games. And it is an 11 o'clock kickoff. You're coming off the LSU game. Obviously, a lot of energy, a lot of emotion coming out of that one. But Alabama's really good in the second half of these games. I mean, that. LSU scores one touchdown. I know Jay Daniels got not a game, but they scored one touchdown. Tennessee scored none in the second half. I think AM scored three. And those were teams that were playing really good offense against Alabama in the first half. So for Kentucky, that's going to be key offensively. You've got to get off to a really fast start to even stay in this game because we know what Alabama defense has done in the second half. Yeah, and Devin Leary is going to have to play really lights out. I mm-hmm. mean, period. Because Look, man, like you said, Alabama last week was – I think that was their best game they played. Mm-hmm. It was their most complete game because they have been getting off to slow starts. And what a performance by Jalen Milrow. Wow. I mean, you know, and, and I thought he should have been the guy all along. And, and I, I, you know, that might have helped him benching him earlier in the season. You know, and maybe there were some things going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. But – uh Dude's playing about as good as anybody right now. I mean, and their defense is playing well, and they can rush the passer. You know, Kentucky, to me, they're they're an okay team, but I don't think they're going to hang with Alabama here unless Alabama has a letdown. But I think I, I just – Nick Saban coach teams don't really do that a whole lot, you know. So, I think they'll go in there and get a big win. And, you know, I, I mentioned last week about uh, throwing over good pass rushers. And that one big play to Jam Miller uh, on the wheel route, that was mm-hmm. a big play in the game. And they threw over Perkins, you know. And and that's, uh, you know, that's what you, that's how you slow down a good pass rusher. You throw over them. And, uh, and I will say this, a credit to Tommy Reese, you know. The offense coordinator. I mean, I was on him earlier in the year. A lot of people were, but he's got that offense humming, and, you know, they're playing well. Yeah, and just the way they use Jalen Miro, it really was the first time this year I really think they really featured him more in the run game. And, you know, four touchdowns, 155 rushing. Uh, he still was the second-leading rushing quarterback in that game. Jaden Daniels was 163, I believe. But, and then, like I said, the passing was good there, 15-23, 219. He is really – taken the position that he has developed each week and he's much much better you know you don't have to protect him i mean and really he's not really forcing the ball into bad situations anymore either like he was early in the year maybe he wasn't seeing things like he's seen the field much better now he's not putting the defense in bad situations yeah and he throws a really good deep ball oh yeah you know i mean that's 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 very important 
for a quarterback uh, on this in, in the SEC, you know, or any level for that matter. But if you can throw a good deep ball, it just opens things up so much for the offense. So uh, I feel like we're both we're both going to go Alabama here. Yes, I like uh, Alabama probably like thirty four to seventeen, something like that. I will say this: I think Devin Leary has played better the last few weeks. Yes. I know the numbers didn't show it last week against Mississippi State, but if you just watched that game or some of the extended highlights of it, he he did what was needed of him of the in the offense. He was on time. He played well. He 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 didn't cost him anything offensively. So he's played, but like I said, at the beginning, he's going to play great uh, for them to have any shot in this one. Uh, the next two we'll probably run through pretty quickly. Uh, two and eight Vanderbilt will be at three and six South Carolina. South Carolina is still trying to stay with them getting ball eligible. Vanderbilt is just playing, trying to get their first SEC win of the year. Uh, this will be an 11 o'clock game. The SEC network, South Carolina is a 14 point favorite. The over-under is 57 and a half. I'll go first on this one, Matt. I'm going to go South Carolina. Spencer Rattler's probably going to have a big day. Vanderbilt's defense is not good. Um, they just got some issues for Vanderbilt. They're just not – there's not a good football team. No, and and South Carolina isn't either. I mean, <laughs> to be yeah, honest with you. So, but uh, Leggett's – Leggett's – Xavier Leggett's a top-notch receiver, man. And mm-hmm. I, I will say this about Vanderbilt. They got some pieces. Yeah. AJ Swan – he put a, he put the ball on the money in that game against Auburn last week a couple of times and guys just dropped the ball. But I mean, as a sophomore, I think that guy's going to be a court, good, really good quarterback by the time he's a senior. Now, whether he's going to be at Vanderbilt or not, I don't know. But uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with Vandy here, pulling up. Okay, so, okay. I'm, I just I don't know why, but I, South Carolina's just terrible. I mean, and well, and so is Vandy. But I'm on, I'm going to roll the Commodores, pull up, up in a high scoring game. Yes, this is the toilet bowl uh, this week, I guess we yes. could say, uh, with these, these two. Which, like I said, South Carolina – look, South Carolina's got Vandy this week. You win that, you get the four wins. Next week you play Kentucky. Who knows? I think that can be a good game. Kentucky's defense isn't great this year. And who knows with Clemson? What, who knows what Clemson we're going to yeah. get last week of the season? So I, I'm not saying South Carolina is going to win these next three games and end the season like on a four game win streak, get a bowl game. But I'm just saying there's wins possible these next few weeks for South Carolina. Sure, sure, and yeah, look, man, and and, and South Carolina's played it, been in a lot of games. They just hadn't been able to finish, you know. So I don't think the coach's job's in jeopardy there or anything like that. Mm-mm. Uh, the next one, uh, Troy is seven and two. Uh, they will be at Louisiana Monroe, coached by Terry Bowden. Uh, the two and seven, uh, Louisiana Monroe, zero and six in Sun Belt play. One o'clock on ESPN Plus. Troy is a twenty-one half point favorite. The over/under is forty-five and a half. Again, quick pick here. Troy should take care of business. The offense is playing really well. Gunnar Watson and Kamani Vidal. The defense is the defense once again. The Troy defense is just leading the way. Uh, Troy should have an easy time. Uh, we're losing them in a row on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't, that's a big line, though, on the, on the road. Is that on the road? They're on the road? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big line. Uh, but, hey, I will say this. I watched that toy game. Their, their pass rushers are nasty. Jabriners, which he was at Auburn for a little while. He's a, he's a maniac. But their receivers are were is what – they really impressed me, man. Like, some of the catches that they made. I mean, I was, I was impressed by their wideouts. Yeah, Chris Lewis makes like a highlight catch every game. He does not. He doesn't have a lot of catches. If you look at the stats, he's nowhere near close, uh, near number one when it comes to receptions. But he catches like twenty yards a catch. 
Uh, and then Jabri Barber is kind of like a possession receiver. He he does his thing. So yeah, they've got guys there. They got guys all over the field. Who's the who's the guy that made the one hand and catch in the end zone on the deep ball? Had to be Chris Lewis, right? Yeah, I, th- I think it was too. That was a that was an amazing catch, amazing throw too. And if I and if I wrong internet, I'm sorry. I was in the radio studio doing Dothan Woods football, so y'all can get off me if I got. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I was I was watching multiple games. I just was like, dude, that was a great catch, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So see, you see, they've got a big game next week. They'll be back at home playing uh, Louisiana. I almost call them Louisiana Lafayette. They get offended if you say that. But uh, Louisiana's second place in the West. I think they're like a game behind Troy. So that that'll be a big game. Uh, coming up next week. So get past this one and you got Lafayette. Then you've got Louisiana Lafayette or Louisiana. And then you've got Southern Miss after that, who's horrible this yep. year. So next week's going to be the big thing for Troy to get back to the Sunbelt Championship game. Uh, now we're going to go into the ACC. Uh, Miami at 6-3. and three. They're 2-3 and three in ACC play. will be at number four, Florida State, 9-0 on the year. 2-30 ABC. Florida State's a 14.5-point favorite in this one. The over-under is 51 and a half. And me and you were kind of just talking off air, just which Miami team is going to show up. Who's going to be their quarterback? You know, Tyler Van Dyke's kind of been a turnover machine with them. He's got quite a few interceptions this year. Now, when they beat Clemson, Emory Williams was their quarterback. Where well, he was 24, 33, 151 with one touchdown. That was a 28-20 double overtime win. So like he could be the guy Saturday. We'll see which quarterback it's going to be. But I, but like I said, the big question's got to be which Miami team shows up. Kind of determines what kind of game we're going to have. Yeah, and there's and there's no really word on what's going to happen with Van Dyke yet. So uh, they'll probably keep that quiet. I would assume till game time. Uh, I, I like the Knowles here. I do think though, if Florida State limit, I mean uh, Miami limits turnovers, they can they can hang with them. I mean because they got some talent. Uh, but when Miami turns the ball over, they're just not very good, which that goes for any team for that matter. But I tell you what, there's a Keon Coleman. He's a fantastic receiver, but uh, their running back Benson, Trey Benson for Florida State, he's really been playing well lately. So they got a couple of good running backs too. So I, I like FSU. That's that's a big line for that game. But uh, I think there'll be some points scored in that game. I like something like 34-17 FSU, maybe 38 17 if Van Dyke doesn't play. You know, too, last week, both Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman did not play for Florida State. And uh, they, they still were, won. Yeah, and they, they really couldn't push the ball down the field. And I will say this, Ja'Kai Douglas, he had 115 yards, so he did step up. So, I mean, I have a feeling that those two will be playing in this game. But if they're limited, like you said, with Benson at running back, Florida State's got so many weapons. And then defensively up front, I mean, they've got guys. And, of course, led by Jared Verse. So I, I feel like they're going to get pressure on whoever is the Miami quarterback and if Florida State's going to do their thing. And it's in Tallahassee. So, Yeah, and I mentioned last week too, man, uh, Pat Narduzzi at Pitt. Pitt uh, that guy's – he's sneaky good at game planning sometimes, and, and they just kind of come out of nowhere and beat teams every once in a while, like, which they had a really good team last year. Yeah, you said that last week. I gave Pitt no hope in the game, but they played uh, – they play pretty tough. Uh, I, I've seen that guy scheme some people up, even back when he was at Michigan State. I mean, he's he's a good he's a good defensive minded coach. 
right, let's let's jump back in the SEC. This is the two thirty CBS game. You know, we don't have a few more of these, Matt. SEC on CBS. We're getting down to the end of, uh, you know, their little run here. Uh, number thirteen Tennessee seven and two will be at fourteen Missouri, who's also seven and two. Two thirty CBS Tennessee is a two point favorite in this one. The over under is fifty seven and a half. I, I like Tennessee to win this one. I like Tennessee's defense. They're number three in bunch of important categories in the SEC defense. And we know what they can do rushing. They have a three-headed monster at running back. I think Joe Milton's playing well. And for Missouri, they've played well this year. This is the best year under Eli Drinkwitz. But defensively, they've not always been really good. We've seen what – remember what LSU did against them? Georgia as well. And other teams have moved the ball on them. I think it's a close game, really, really close. But I like Tennessee to come out with a win. Uh, I'm gonna go with Missouri here. I think they impressed me last week with that way they played against the Bulldogs. I, I thought Georgia would probably beat them a little bit worse than they did. Uh, I like Missouri at home. That's a tough place to go win at. Uh, Brady Cook's been playing well. Schrader's a fantastic running back. I mean, that guy can—he's a big boy and he can run. So Luther Burden's a great wide out. I think if you're going to get the Vols, you got to get them in the secondary, and I think that's where they're kind of vulnerable. So I like the Missouri wideouts going against up that uh, Tennessee secondary. I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. So I think something like 31 to 28, something like that. Yeah, Luther Burden, one of the best receivers in the country. Oh, yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee looks like they're really starting to hit a stride on offense. They're starting to score more points. And but I mean that and Josh Heupel, man, he's a great offensive mind. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, they're like I said, and then next week they're hosting Georgia. So that's well, and then you know, second place in the east is on the line right here, man. In the SEC East, which I mean, if you can finish second to Georgia, that's a pretty win nine or ten games. That's a good season, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I think this will be the first year Eli Jenkins has had would have a winning record since he's been at Missouri. I think they've been like five and six, five and seven, or six and six, but being over that, so he's already over that with the seven wins. And so, then uh, you know, well, heck, man, if Georgia's got to go, if Georgia loses. To Ole Miss this weekend, and you know they got to go to Tennessee. Then you're looking at Tennessee could be right there in the the SEC East title race. You know, I mean, so a lot of things can happen pretty quick this part of the season. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we'll be getting to that uh, game in just a, in a few minutes, everybody. Want a chance to see the Iron Bowl in person? Enter for your chance to win two tickets to the Iron Bowl on Saturday, November 25th. To enter, simply complete the form at 969thelegend.com. The winner will be announced on Friday, November 17th. 96.9 The Legend is your connection to classic country legends. But Digio Strategies has other options too. News Talk 103.9 is your source for America's top news and entertainment shows like Rick and Bubba in the morning, Glenn Beck from 9 till 11 a.m. and Clay Travis and Buck Sexton middays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. Sean Hannity, Lars Larson, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh and others fill your day with the latest news and views from America's top conservative voices. America 
at night and Coast to Coast AM keep you company and connected throughout the night. Plus, Fox News, the Alabama Radio Network, and Wiregrass Daily News keep you informed with national, international, state, and local news. And with more musical choices like all the hits, 106.7 KMX, Today's Country, 95.5 WTVY, and Music 107.7 Digio Strategies gives you more choices and more variety. Listen on air, online, and on our apps. 96.9 The Legend is just the beginning. Uh, now we got to go with uh, Auburn at Arkansas. Auburn's five and four, looking to become bowl eligible this weekend. Arkansas's three and six. They're just trying to still stay bowl, be alive for a bowl game. Three o'clock SEC Network. Auburn is living in this three o'clock SEC Network time slot these last few weeks. Arkansas's the favorite here, two and a half point, two and a half points here. They're giving a the favor to the home team. The over under is forty eight and a half. Arkansas's offense was much better last week with Kenny Gotten as offensive coordinator. I know a guy you mentioned a lot, Matt, Rocket Sanders. He made an appearance on Saturday, 103 yards. Uh, so Auburn's going to have their hands full with this team. This is, I'll say this. If you would have asked me this last week, Auburn beats Vanderbilt, I said, okay, Auburn take care of Arkansas. Arkansas's not playing well. But the way their offense looked against Florida, now they're coming back home in Fayetteville. I think Arkansas is going to have a lot of energy and momentum in this game, so it's going to be a tough one for Auburn. Who 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 was running their offense before uh, the, the new guy, Dan Enos? Dan Enos, yeah. That guy's terrible. He everywhere he's I, I've I've watched that guy's offenses all over the place, and he's terrible. I mean, so I I could see why they had a had a better showing, but uh, look, Rocket Sanders to me, and he had that knee problem all all year, and he finally looks healthy. Him and K.J. Jefferson, man, they got a special – when they're on the field together and both of them are healthy, they're a dynamic duo, man. They really are, and they feed off each other. And they – and K.J. runs the good – he runs the mesh point well with him. They, and, and so – and I'll say this about Auburn. Somebody's got to catch the ball. I know, right? It's- I mean, they left three touchdowns on the field just dropping the ball. I mean, and that ain't on the quarterback. And I don't know. I don't know how many four and supposedly five star wide receivers Auburn signed the last couple of years, but I mean, give me a walk on that can catch. <laughs> I mean, because it's ridiculous. It's 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 bad, man. I mean, balls hitting you right in the hands. I mean, you're an SEC player. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's that's the problem. I mean, and uh, it's been a problem for a couple of years. I, I think Auburn's playing – their defense is playing good. Their secondary is really good. Uh, I think Auburn in this game, they're going to have to stop the run. That's mm-hmm. that's the key. I think if they can stop the run, they got a good chance of winning. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Razorbacks here, man. I think their back's against the wall. I think their crowd's going to be into it. I'm going to go with Arkansas to pull up, maybe win by a field goal. You know, we talked a lot about Rocket Sanders, and I'm picking Auburn to win this game. Close game. I think Auburn wins. Jarquez Hunter, uh, he's been playing a lot better these last few weeks. On the season, he's got 636 yards, seven touchdowns. The last three weeks, he's rushed for 418 yards. A lot of big plays, too, as well. He's that home run threat Auburn now has offensively. I think he has a big day. Arkansas's defense still isn't good. I mean, the offense was much better last week, but the defense is there. If Auburn receivers can catch the ball, I think Auburn wins this game close. I think it's somewhat high-scoring game, but I think both teams get close to 30 points in this one. I like the game. I'm going to go with Auburn. I think Auburn's going to take care of it. They're going to get that six win. 
Well, and you mentioned Jock West Hunter. I mean, early in the season, it was like, where is the guy? Because yeah. he, he's a dynamic player. I mean, he's he that run he had on the goal line, he carried about six guys in on his back into the end zone last week. I mean, he's a he's a home run hitter, big strong kid. Uh so yeah, I mean he's he's a key part, but and again, if if the passing the pa- Peyton Thorne has played really well the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I know he made the bad decision on the pick six, but sometimes that happens when you're backed up to your one yard line. It, it happens to everybody. But uh guys have to catch the ball. That's that's what that's the thing that that that's that's missing right now in Auburn's offense. I mean, if they if I mean they try new guys. You know, I mean, if dudes can't catch it, try to put somebody else out there. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. They're going to have to catch the ball against Arkansas. If they're not catching the ball against Arkansas in favor, they will lose this one. Now, this is a game you alluded to just a few moments ago. Number nine Ole Miss at 8-1 will be at number two Georgia, 9-0, 6 o'clock on ESPN. Georgia's a 10.5-point favorite in this one. The over-under is 58.5. If Georgia wins this game, they win the SEC East. And also, if they win this game, they pretty much knock Ole Miss out of it. And then Alabama would win the West, too, as well. This is Ole Miss. This is their first trip to Athens since 2012. Um, I I look at this one kind of like, who could run the ball? If Georgia can stop the run game, of Ole Miss, which they didn't do last week against Missouri. You talked about Cody Schrader. He had 112 yards last week, and Brady Cook had 39 for quarterback position. They're kind of dealing with the same thing here with Jackson Dart and Quinshawn Junkins. So that that's the key here. Ole Miss, can they run the ball? If Georgia stops it and makes them one-dimensional with the pass, that could be the key. Yeah, and I admit, failed to mention this. Rain could be a big factor this weekend in a lot of games in the Southeast. There's a big, big, finally going to get some rain and rain in like three months. But uh, that could be a factor in this game and a couple of other games. So keep that in mind. Uh, Trey Harris last week, some of the catches he made for Ole Miss, mm-hmm. whoo, I mean, he went over 200 yards receiving. And if, if Ole Miss is going to win this game, because we all know the strength of Georgia's defense is stopping the run. It always has been, always will be. And, and you're not going to, you're not going to ground and pound on them. So you gotta, you gotta throw the ball down the field a little bit. And I think Jackson Dart's going to have to make some plays with his feet. But if it's, if it's pouring down rain, I got to give the edge to Georgia just because of their run defense. I mean, I mean, Ole Miss's defense is pretty good in its own right, but uh, and Brock Bowers might be back this week as well. So, which uh, so I, I, I'm leaning Georgia here. I think it's probably going to be a pretty good game. But if it's raining, pretty good. I like Georgia, and I like them to. What's the what's the line in this game? Eleven. I'll probably like them to, to win by about two touchdowns. Yeah, and then the thing about it too, Carson Beck has played great this year. Yep. I mean, he's that's not being talked about a lot. Um he's I think second in the SEC in passing. Um and he's he's played well. Kind of wondered how he would be without Brock Bowers. I mean, he's continued to play really well. And he's he makes the big throws when he has to. When Georgia is being tested, he makes the right throws. And really, when you think about this year, has he ever put Georgia in a bad spot with a decision? I don't think he has. Um so I, yeah, I, I'm gonna pick Georgia too. I think they're gonna win this one. It's at home. I just think this matchup, I don't know. And then Ole Miss's defense is not good either. They're 11th in the SEC overall. So 
you got to think Lane Kiffin's got to look at this game. We've got to go with pace and hurry up and just go, go, go and score as many points as we can. Because, if it, like you said, if this is a defensive slowdown game, that favors Georgia. Yeah, well, if you go pace, 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 and you don't get first downs, you're going to get in trouble you. too. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, Beck has four 300-plus passing games this season so far. And about the rest of them are over 250. So he's – you know, almost 3,000-yard passing mark and only four interceptions. So, that's pretty solid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll so get we'll over – he'll, he'll go over 3,000 3, easy. Yeah, he will. He will. Um, now, he's just got to live up. But the thing about it, if he doesn't win a championship, though, they'll say, hey, he's not as good as Stetson Bennett. Well, yeah. Well, Stetson, <laughs> Bennett, Stetson Bennett also had two of the best defenses I've ever seen playing on the other side of him, too. Yeah, and this one is not. This is a good defense, but it's not as good as us. No, it's not. It's not. It's not eight NFL draft picks. Good. I think that eventually caught up with them this season. Uh yeah. I mean, you got guys starting for the Eagles, starting for all these other teams. Yeah. By half, I tell you what. I mean, like the Eagles general manager Roseman, Howie Roseman. Yeah. Uh, hey, what he's doing a smart thing. Go draft off the best team. Half about half the Eagles defense is Georgia Bulldogs. Half the offense is Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you do it, man. Oh, yeah. One oh, of these yeah. NFL teams don't have a clue how to do anything, though. Yeah, there's some that are always bad for a reason. Man. That's because, yep. like you said, they don't have a clue. Uh, the next game up, 5-4 and four, Florida will be at number 19 LSU, 6-3. Six thirty on the SEC Network. LSU is a fourteen point favorite. The over under is sixty four and a half. And as we're recording this on a Thursday night, I got an alert on my phone. Brian Kelly says that Jaden Daniels is probable to play in the game. So that's big news. I think they could beat. They would beat Florida with Nussmeyer, but now with Jaden Daniels, it just changes my opinion of this game. I think Florida wins this game by multiple touchdowns. I mean, LSU wins this game by multiple touchdowns. Yeah, I was about to say, Philip. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. With you. This Coke over here. If I, yeah, man, that's and big. a lot of people are like, man, that was a dirty hit, you know, uh, last weekend. But man, football is football. You know, I mean, it's a violent sport. Uh, I don't. I don't think Dallas Turner did anything intentional on that play. I mean, he's just play out there playing football in a big game. I mean, so, but yeah, Jaden, God, him and Malik Neighbors were just putting on a show mm-hmm. last week. And you, you, the one, the one thing that I said about Jaden uh, this year, and you know, Herm Edwards recruited him when he was at Arizona State, mm-hmm. and I remember watching him his first or second game playing for Arizona State, and they were playing Michigan State, and. Uh, he he! I was like, "Who is this kid? This guy? He's he was he was skinnier than he was now." But I was like, "Who is this guy?" I mean, he went in there and they beat Michigan State at Michigan State. But uh, he looks faster to me this year than he did last year, and it's just his decision making. And I mean, I think this guy's probably worked himself up in a top ten draft pick. Yeah, and, and with him too. And last year when he first started with LSU, the first couple of games, it, he seemed like a guy. One, he really would not push the field down, the ball down the field. Like, okay, I'm worried I'm gonna make an interception because he didn't really have a lot of interceptions at, at last year at all. And it just seems like now he is complete package of quarterback. I mean, yes, we look at the the great runs like he did against Alabama, 163 yards. But he's seeing the field as a passer. I mean, that part is what's most impressive, how that has developed now. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a great runner, but I'm 
beating you with my arm too. So he's just a total package. And that's what makes LSU's offense so hard to stop. Cause yeah, you may have the receivers covered, but Jaden Daniels will take out. Look what he did, but right before halftime against Alabama. I mean, that looked like any other team would have been, okay, we're going to take a knee. We're going to go into halftime. Uh-uh. LSU, because of Jaden Daniels, well, he had like a 50-yard run. He, mm-hmm. He's a game changer. Yeah, and, and another thing about him and another thing I think about being a good quarterback, you got to make decisions quickly. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't just take your time. I mean, and he's he's very – when he decides to go, he goes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and like you said, when you got good wideouts running all which ways and people got their backs turned and then there's a hole that opens up, he just shoots through there and next thing you know, he's got 30 or 40 yards. I mean, the guy, how many 100-yard games does he have this year rushing? I think he's rushed for like 100 yards about every game. So that's just a just a dynamic weapon, man. And, and it was a shame that he got hurt last week because uh, no telling what would have happened at the end of that game. Yeah, and I'll tell you that. I'm not saying LSU would camp beat came back and beat Alabama, but they would have put more stress on them. They pro- when he got hurt, if that had not happened, they probably go down there and score. I'm just gonna say this, and it's 42-35. But at some point, LSU probably has to get an onside kick. But still, the game was over, in my opinion, when he went out. Yep, it was just yep. over, and yep. you could feel like it almost felt like the LSU team was deflated. When he was out of the game, it's like okay, we we don't have a shot. And I think Nelson Meyer's a good quarterback. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of good things to look for for LSU next year with him there, but it's just not the same. And it just no. And and you guys, he's not Michael Vick part duh. You know, I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's uh two different two different quarterbacks, man. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, the last game we're gonna look at from college was there's a lot of non-SEC, great non-SEC games out there too as well. But the last game we're gonna look at four and five Mississippi State will be at five and four Texas A&M, six thirty ESPN two A&M's at eighteen and a half point favorite. The over under is forty three and a half. This is the first night game at College Station this season. Now Zach Arnett has said this week that Will Rogers is day to day. I don't think it makes that big of a difference if he plays or not, but it gives him a whole lot better chance than with my crowd at quarterback. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. That's probably everybody just kind of assumes my pick with what I just said. The hot seat game. I don't think either one of these coaches is going to be back next year. Uh, wow. And uh, so, I, but I'll roll with AM. Mississippi State's offense is terrible. And uh, AM finally gets a night game. You know, that's a tough place to play at night. I go A&M like 28 to 7, something like that. Yeah, I agree with you. With Zach Arnett, you just got to think, okay, yeah, this thing goes away. It looks like it's going. It's like, okay, we – it was a tough situation. They named him the head coach after passing a Mike Leach. I do think he made a mistake going away from the air raid, what they were doing. I just – that was my opinion the whole time of it. Of course, Will Rogers being hurt didn't help. But he just kind of like, okay, this was a one-year thing. Didn't work out. We're going to go a different direction. And he he just – he on the sideline, he just looks like he's confused to me. He's in and over like, his head a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and like a head coach, man, a good head coach, they always look like they're in command, you know, and they look – he just looks – he just looks kind of like, what am I what am I supposed to do, kind of. <laughs> well, so, you know how they do these interviews now between the quarters? When they when he gets interviewed and I you know by whoever's interviewing him, I feel I feel he he's unsure then. Like he doesn't really yep. know what to say and what's coming next. A polished head coach and look, that's nothing. Not saying he can't be a head coach down the road. He's just not ready for it. No, 
Man, and he's he had never been a head coach before. I mean, it's a whole different ball game, man. I mean, than than just running your defense and nobody ever wanting to talk to you. So it's a, I mean, and they and that defense that he runs too, they just attack a lot and it opens things up, you know, for big plays. So we're gonna close things out. We're not gonna go through a bunch of NFL games like we did last week because we had so many college games we were gonna go over. But Matt does write about the Atlanta Falcons for field level media. Falcons four and five are at the Cardinals, who are one and six. This is a three o'clock over on CBS. Atlanta, they are a two point favorite over under 43 and a half. Atlanta coming off back to back losses. They keep losing these quarterbacks, the teams and quarterbacks they shouldn't be losing to. I mean, Josh Dobbs, I made him look great last week 158 passing, 20 of 30. He had two, uh, two touchdowns there, 66 rushing, another touchdown on the ground. Looks like Kyra Murray, Murray is going to be playing. Uh, there's a chance of that. Now, you were talking about the hot seat bowl between these two. Arthur Smith, is he on the hot seat? I think he should be. I mean, I've, I've watched this team pretty closely the last two years, and the same things keep happening with this team. They get on the goal. They'll get to the goal line, and they, they can't score, and they'll go for it and won't get it. Or uh, It's a very frustrating team to watch. And, and another thing, too, with this team, they were built to be a power running team and now it seems like they've gone away from that. I think B. John Robinson only got like eight or nine carries last week. I mean, why do you draft a guy number eight in the draft if you're not going to run him? And he said mm-hmm. something two weeks ago, more like we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take care of him and not over overwork him just because he was sick for one game, dude. He you you drafted him number eight in the drafts. I mean, he's a dynamic player. He's I don't even think he got like two two uh, balls thrown to him too. Very frustrating team. I think Drake London might not play with a growing. Kyler is he, he's practiced all week. I think he will start. Uh, Arizona is a capable. They're, Arizona's always a good team in Arizona. I mean, they're hard to beat there. Uh, but yeah, man, it's the same things over and over with Atlanta. And for a guy that the Minnesota Vikings picked up five days before the game to come in and beat them, I mean, he he threw all over them, around all over them. Uh, I just – I don't know. I just – that's tough to watch. And, and Atlanta, they should at least have two or three more wins. So, I'm going to go with Arizona here. I just think I, I, the same things keep happening week to week, and I'm going to go with Arizona to pull the upset. So, I'm going to go with the hometown team. I'm going to go with Atlanta. I think they'll find a way. We'll see. I'm just going with it, you know, kind of close the show out, picking the, the, that team. But uh, I'm not a big Kyler Murray fan either, so that kind of helps uh, my, my pick on that one. So we'll see how it goes. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting weekend of football. There's plenty of good NFL games on, more college games that we didn't talk about here going on around the country. So it's going to be a fun, fun weekend of football. And, uh, Matt, uh, tell the listeners and viewers about uh, Field Level Media as we get out of here. Yeah, I got a preview up of the uh, Auburn-Arkansas game, and I got a preview up of the Falcons-Cardinals game, and I got a – I think Friday is going to be a preview of the uh, Alabama basketball game. Of course, they play Indiana State. Indiana State's got a, two dynamic guards that can really shoot the lights out of it, so that might be a better game than people think. Uh, and I'll have some more basketball coming up here in the next couple of days. So check out PhilLevelMedia.com. They got previews galore, recaps of all games. All sports, so check it out, fieldlevelmedia.com. All right, sounds good, Matt. Appreciate it. Uh, we do, we'll do this again next week. We've got a few more weeks of college football, so uh, I look forward to talking to you next week. All right, buddy. Talk to you then. All right, remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSEC. 
Uh, you can check out the podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you leave just four stars, you're just a straight-up hater. You can email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com and read on my written work over at Last Word on college football. We'll be back. We'll have the Dothan Wolves postgame show up on Saturday morning for their game against Mary Montgomery on Friday night. And then on Monday, we'll be recapping a busy weekend, high school football, college football, bunch of cool content coming your way. Anyways, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Hope the Dothan Wolves get another win. And uh, maybe you can listen to that on 96.9 Legend on Friday night. Anyways, hope everybody has a good one. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for checking out this episode of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. You can find the podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you just leave four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can follow me on social media over at PJordanSEC. You can email me at sportsdotfieldjordan at gmail.com.